Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening to Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris, end of financial year deal on right now. Get up to three grand's worth of free accessories on Polaris Rangers. Big show tonight. Kane Farrell from Port Adelaide. Having a great year. Brett Phillips talking Wimbledon. Can Djokovic get another one up? I reckon he can. And the AFL records, Ash Brown. is a welcome man that's made headlines all around Australia on Fox Footy on news.com. He's... T- Sticking up for the Gold Coast Suns, a lot of people think they've been a basket case. The AFL put in $200 million to keep them alive. They lose their coach yet again. And, uh, yeah, bloody, that went viral. How are you? Good, thanks, David. Yeah, no, um, well, it is, because what I said is fact, and if anyone reads it, uh, there's a lot of reasons and numbers and facts. So all I did was point out the facts. But I don't think we mentioned last night, Stephen King is going to take replacement as the assistant. Interim. Yeah, 240-game player from Geelong and also uh, spent 10 years at the Western Bulldogs with Luke Beveridge and, and, and Brenda McCartney. Just, so he's been around the scene a long time. Just a quick one because I think our opening got cut off last night early. Yeah. Um, could Stuart Jewell still coach the year out, said nothing yeah. to him? Yeah, probably. But then, then what happens if they win their last seven? And well, they've already got someone in the wings. Well, maybe. Well, maybe they haven't got someone in the wings. Do you think they have? No, I don't think so. I don't. I honestly don't think so. I think what they can do now is actually go out and do something about go it. Go after Hardwick or someone. Yeah, yeah obviously. I, I think that's probably true. Hey, listen, just talking on coaches too. John Longmire coaches his 300th game for the Swans. That. Great effort. And Luke Beveridge has got his 200. So it's a one at Rory Sloan plays his 250th. You did. You bet 220? 250. 250, five the, grand finals. Yeah, and another 114 or 15 at Woodville, of course. Gee, yeah. um, unbelievable. Hey, can we look at. Um, this game this week, I've looked at the Crows draw, and you and I have spoken about it at length. Yep. We, we've ticked the ones we think, and it doesn't always work that way. But this is imperative, I think, that they win. If they're going to make the eight and make the finals, I don't think, Malcolm, they can drop Saturday night's game against the Giants. The Giants have had the wood over them the last three, yeah, three matches. Have, yeah, they have indeed. Um, one of the problems with it is, if you look ahead, and the, the Crows won't be looking at this, but I won't, they've got to play Melbourne at the MCG, and then they show down. And they're two and tough, Brisbane away later, and Brisbane away later. So we know that. And the, the last game might be West Coast playing. You know, might mean nothing. Might mean nothing. Do you, right. do you reckon they need thirteen to win to <sighs> ensure? A... You, you don't know. You're guessing. Twelve with a great percentage or thirteen. That's yeah. that's fact. Where but, it's all sitting. I mean, to be fair, if you, Adelaide have been so good at home, if they can't beat the Giants at home on their home deck, they probably don't deserve to be in the finals. You, you said ten wins. You was improvement. They'll get that. I'm pretty sure they'll get their 10. Yeah. Whether they can get 12 or 13, I'm not so sure. But they've got to start Saturday night. I'd, I'd even, you know, from where they were, I mean, they want to play in the finals. I think everyone, every Crow supporter would want that. But 11-11 is not bad either. 
it gives you a really, really springboard to next year. And the percentage have been okay, yeah, isn't yeah, it? So better better yeah. than a lot of them. Yeah, it actually has, yeah. So that's been good for them. Um, I just want, just an, a quick one. Um, Toby Nankervis, the captain of Richmond, was suspended overnight. Knocking out Lloyd. Yeah, three Jake weeks. Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Is it, if that was a grand final, and it was, say that was accidental, but you know, I've, I've, watching it, you just wonder, you just wonder, is there somewhere in the future, someone on grand final day is just going to come up and go whack behind the player and knock someone out? Yeah, I was under the impression you could still send someone off if it got that bad, but otherwise someone would go around and whack six or eight blokes. Yeah, it's not a great thing we're talking about. It happened but It happened in that um, Collingwood-Essendon game. Remember that oh, Dan yeah. Hearn and them oh. all came in and just knocked her with that good I wasn't far from that. I was, in the, I was watching the game. Oh. So we don't, thankfully we don't see that anymore. Yeah, Barry no. Hall turned around and yeah, smacked Staker. See, see that one? That is a perfect... Send off. So you so, play one short, do you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I reckon he or you goes, he goes, goes off. off. And the guy is obviously belted. Yeah. Yeah, unless you play another, um, unless you can play an extra reserve on grand final day for that possible scenario. But why haven't we, we've got people looking at goals, snicking the posts and seeing taking forever. Surely we can get another pair of eyes in, let's say the DRS like we got in cricket, like we've got in tennis. I mean, there's lots of games, soccer, there's lots of games that actually have and a judgment on those sorts of decisions. Could you narrow it down a bit and have the sin bin for 20 minutes? You play one short. Yeah, well, that's what they do in the NRL. Yeah, you, you that's know. another. They do that in ice hockey as well. Yeah, I'm talking about that. I know, we, I know we haven't got an answer to that, but the NRL, obviously the State Origin Game 3 is on tonight. Did, I was looking today. You know, in the 41 years of State of Origin, there's only been seven times. Were they one or more? Yeah, 3-0. Yeah, so you're back in New South Wales, gamble yeah. responsibly. And only once in the past 22 years. Yeah, and I think, or well, Queensland, you can just take your foot off the pedal. They know they've won an Origin. Yes. This is on New South Wales deck. I think, I'm actually think New South Wales may win. Let's take a call from Malcolm. We haven't spoken cricket tonight, but we have recently, and I've just loved the Ashes series. Hi, Malcolm. G'day, boys. First off, yeah, I've always been... As someone who's umpired, and that I've always been in favour of the send-off rule. I think it's ridiculous with what Nankervis did that Richmond aren't penalised during that game. And the and the team who've been offended against are... I've always thought that's ridiculous. So, Malcolm, ridiculous. they they don't have the power now to send anyone no, off? No. 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 no, not at AFL level. But, oh, oh, Malcolm, would you... Would you... I mean, you know, it's a, it's a person like you who've actually been in that cauldron that makes a decision to say that was a dastardly act and you can spend time off the ground now, get off. You know, I reckon yeah. you need a level head, someone who's smart, knows the game. Even Sinbin. Sinbin, whatever. That You know, someone's going to do it one day and the whole world's going to be in an uproar. Well, you do go, I know we're going right back and it was a different era, but the 73 grand final, you know, where Barmy and that with Richmond, Richmond Carlton, oh, the yeah. South be yeah. in that. and. Yeah. Barmy, you know, it was, a, it was a different era. Every team had him, so I'm not having... Freddie Phyllis, Tim Evans, even later. Yeah, I, I just I just think that it just should be a rule. I've always said that. Mm. Um, response to the cricket, I've never seen such ridiculous, inept stupidity to Australia's short bowling at the tail, where you're removing the dismissal of bold and yeah. LBW in oh, cricket. Yeah. It was just insane. We had him seven for 142... Yeah. Mark Wood comes out and he sets up virtually almost in a baseball position. For the short ball. It's going to be short. When I'm going, for goodness sake, pitch it up. If he pitches it up, we should have bowled him out for 180 to 200. 
I actually turned it off. I was that angry as a sports moron. I turned it off because I thought Australia yeah. was so stupid. It's so a great I'm point. I'm you go on the ground, but also what about off the ground? I, I just couldn't believe it. I just, don't have a coach if it's that inept. I just feel you're right. Guys like Wood, um, even Ollie Robinson, um, Wokes, they can hit the short ball. You're right. They're set up for it. They're expecting it. And they're on, not in their half. So I, I thought it was dumb. Too. Well, how often do you bowl a guy, get a guy at LBW? That's <laughs> with a bumper in the game of cricket, and you're eliminating them out of your arsenal. Very it, it, good it was, point. It was almost so were trying to say we can do that too, you know, because the other mob did it and they bowled fairly short as well. So they decided, well, we can do that too. I thought it was dumb. Yeah, no, that's oh, a... it was dumb, and I reckon that's being very polite, bloody with the word dumb. <laughs> Great. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Malcolm. Uh, if you want to ring 2 736 736 or the text line 0427-154-166, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Just going back to the State of Origin, which is on tonight. So judging by those figures, and they're very lopsided, like only seven times it's happened and once in the last 20-odd years, you'd have to think New South Wales. Yeah, probably. Do you think it's because you do relax when you've won it? You know you've won it. Yeah. You don't perhaps don't quite have to go in as hard tonight. No, you know what actually happens is they change the team a bit. Now, I haven't quite looked through the team as detailed as I normally do, but I know that New South Wales have made some changes. So maybe those blokes come in, get a bit more notoriety and a bit more buzz, so they actually come up to it. So hopefully, I'm still picking Queensland though. In our real, they're having a few problems too with their unions and trying to get um, pay disputes going there. The Bit worried about a few of the you know the, the head knocks people are getting. Absolutely. Hey David, just on going back to that king hit in a grand final. We're talking about a king hit. Absolute, as I said, dastardly act. People say to me now. I mean, that's another rule change. It would be a rule change. It's a massive rule change for the AFL to actually bring something up like a bunker to for that to happen. And I keep saying to people, you know, in the early seventies, I didn't used to wear a seatbelt in a car. But they changed the rules for the better. Mm. You know, so there's lots of things that we've done in our lifetime that have actually changed. We don't stay the same. We move on from lots of things. So seatbelts are one of the great things that we've done in cars because that was a rule change. Yeah, I got king it in the grand final. It's probably my own fault, though. Just slapped the bloke early and he got one in better. It was in the act of play, though. Not really was it? king hit. Yeah, very late hit. Very, very late here. Well, why'd, you, why'd you go and slap the other person for that? Well, I couldn't quite. You know when you can't quite reach someone to you're trying to reach them, yeah, you're yeah, sure, and yeah. they're running and you're running, and then he stopped, yeah. just slapped his ears. Yeah, couldn't play Stephen Kernan. <laughs> fair player. Probably picked the wrong bloke. Um, what's this one? High bloody and Wild stayed up to four thirty to watch the great Novak produce yet another masterclass. Look, I think he's misinterpreted. I love Novak Djokovic as a player. I yep. said, I don't think I've seen a better, more consistent backhand. Oh, great. And because his use of English at times, um, people perhaps don't understand or get, you know, he's, that's not his native language. No. And um, sometimes Nadal's a bit harder to understand, but everyone loves Nadal. But I think Novak um, should get a bit more respect than perhaps, you know, we all talk Federer, we all talk the... the yeah, well, I, I just think if he, if, he, if he wins this one, which is... He's got to be the greatest, doesn't he? Of course he does. Of course he does. And I mean, his record, he's, he's beaten all the other blokes that have been right around him. I mean, we all love Federer, of course. We all love the grit and Nadal. But this bloke will become, statistically, by beating everyone yeah. that was better than everyone. And and that's what they went on labour for so long. They had the Grand Slam. Now, I think Djokovic has done it three times. Bloody. 
The Grand Slam. Oh, I know. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I just, I've got to mention something also. Just with a senior coach, you know, uh, talking about Stephen King coaching the Gold Coast Suns now. It's been interesting. The Pies got McRae, the Blues got Vossi, and obviously Ross Lyon at the Saints. The discussion has only been around David and Hardwick virtually for the Gold Coast Suns. To a lesser extent, Chris Scott, if he leaves Geelong. Yeah, but why, would why, Chris would Scott, why would Chris Scott leave? I don't know where that's come from. That's come from absolutely left field. Yeah. What sort of coach, I mean, I mean, you've been around long enough, what do you think is a, would be a good get? They need experience. Do they? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they've got Guy McKenna tried. Who have they had? Rocket E was experienced, didn't work. Um, Stuart Jew didn't work. I, I think someone that's been there on the day, maybe not won a grand final, bloody, but got someone there. So, yeah. you know, like a Buckley, like a Hardwick, like a Scott. Someone's been there. That's what. That's why I'd go in here, but... Uh, that's my I opinion. just got a text too. We don't say king hit now, David. We call it a coward punch. Yeah. And that's probably right yeah. too. King hit, coward, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, good on you. Razor Ray was on SEN earlier today and said he didn't want responsibility of sending off a player in a final. He doesn't have to. Are you talking Some about the, up the bloke up the stairs, does it? Okay, coming up on the show, thanks to Mate. Try Mate for $1. Get double data on selected mobile plans. That's Mate. Port Adelaide's Kane Farrell, Brett Phillips, Wimbledon, AFL Records, Ash Brown. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter... Sport and the media with AFL Records senior writer Ash Brown. All thanks to Signet, the official partner of the AFL Record. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight, David Wildey. We're talking power every moment with Signet Power Bank. Keep your devices powered this season. Visit Signet.com. A lot of text coming through. We'll get to them shortly. But let's get to Ash Brown too. We love the uh, publication too. The footy record. Stuart Jew, no doubt, gets a mention. Welcome, Ash. How are you? Uh, hello, Jens. Good to be with you once again. What, what, what was your first thought yourself? Uh, I wasn't completely surprised, I must admit. Malcolm's had his say on the on the Suns, but I think results do talk and they just weren't getting results, the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, up until a month ago, I would have thought this was the wrong call, but uh, upon reflection, they've really had a disappointing month and the signs of improvement weren't really there. So, And I guess once Caroline Wilson went with the story last week, it was always in train. So wasn't really surprised at all when the news broke yesterday. You know, you feel for Stuart Dews, one of the, you know, he's a good, one of the good guys in footy, but... Uh, Hard to uh, hard to justify the results, but having said that, I, I'm not a believer that uh, that it's entirely evidence based. I, I think the, I think there is some sort of wink and a nod from Damien Harpick's camp to suggest that uh, they were able to make this move. Yeah, I always wonder. With you know, most of the season gone, I always wonder. Anyhow, it's been done now. Now you've also got in the story about Nick Larkey and Mitch Lewis, key forwards for the Kangaroos and Hawks. Picks 73 and 76 in the 16 Don't number you've told me. Yeah, I told you. I to, I've always told you it's just a number. You just need a lot under 30 <laughs> in an era, and that usually works. But they've been both good, haven't they? I, I've, I've, I particularly like Nick Larkey. I, I think he, he could be something really special going forward. Well, he's fourth, or third or fourth in the race for the common medal this year. He could, mm. you know, it's not, he's, not, he's an outside chance of winning it. I just thought, you know, it's a... It's, look, it's, it's not the marquee game of the round, but we have, and we haven't done a lot of record this year on Northall, especially Hawthorne. 
But I just thought, uh, looking through, this grabbed me, I was looking through the season guide recently, how far down that draft they were. They, Mitch Lewis was the last life pick in the, in the 2016 National Draft, and he's now the, the key four that Sam Mitchell's building his team around. And same for Larky, he's now got a contract at North through till 2029. I just thought it was worth mm. talking to them. And they both said, and I've been to say, once you walk into the footy club, you get the number and your draft number doesn't count. And they're testing to that. Justin Westhoff, 71. I think Chris Grant was 105. Well, James Heard, high. Uh, Rory Sloan plays his 250th. 40-something? 40, 44. Yeah, there's a lot of... I think Robbie Gray was 55, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. Hey, um, some big milestones too, Ash. John Longmire and also Luke Beveridge, 300 and 200. Yeah, so uh, yeah, they're coaching against each other in, in big games and, and the 2016, of course, the grand final. Both big milestones. John Longmire, 300 games as coach of the Swans. Far and away now, the longest-serving coach in the history of that club. Luke Beveridge at 200. He's just 28 away now from uh, taking, from going past Ted Whitney and the, the late, great Ted Whitten at the Bulldogs. So, significant milestone for both of them to be bring up those milestones in, in what really is the last throw at the dice, uh, last throw at the stumps for, uh, for the Swans, certainly in 2023 at the SCG tomorrow night. Yeah, there, uh, I was just going to mention that about the Swans. I mean, we all thought that they would bounce back with that youngish team. Hasn't worked for them, but you just wonder: can they go forward again? Can it, can John Longmire resurrect this like next year? Yeah, for next I, year I'm talking so, about. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they look to have enough talent there last year to play in a grand final. Sometimes you just have a bad year, don't you? Well, I've been a separate piece about that, Malcolm. Interested in your thoughts on this? I mean, you look at Geelong, 2006 had a slump. Mm. Richmond 2016 had a slump, and Melbourne 2019 had a slump, and yet within a year or two, in every case. They won the premiership. So I'm just wondering with the Swans whether this is the one bad year you have on the way to a flag or is this a year that is exposed to frailties that they need to address before they get back up there again. There's an argument to suggest that they've got you know, some deficiency in their key positions and maybe not enough line breakers through the midfield. So uh, it's, what I do think with them is that they'll be more active in the trade period uh, than they have been for a while. I think they see they've got a couple of holes they need to fill. Well said. Uh, Crows, Giants, bloody you know, talking about this game. I think it's um, a grand final for both of them. If Giants lose, I think they're gone. If Crows lose, it makes it tough. Got to win another three or four games after that. Yeah, well, the Crows have been so good at home, really, but they've been terrible away. So the, the Crows start favourites on the basis of where it's been played. But you're right, it's one of those games, and we've got five games on Saturday that are really, you know, all shaped the, the, the eight in some shape or form. But the loser on on Saturday night at Adelaide Oval falls off the pace a bit and the, and the, the winner gets a huge leg up. So that's why it's such an important game. It's, I don't know if it's a grand final, but it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's some sort of a pre-final final. Yeah, thanks for that, Ash. Um, good. St- still six bucks, you know. It's only six dollars. No cash, though. No, no cash. <laughs> Just with the card. <laughs> thanks, Ash. <laughs> Wave the card or the watch, Malcolm. Good yes, man. Uh, still to come for Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 in Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo. Port Adelaide's Kane Farrell, Brett Phillips on Wimbledon. Now a couple of texts have come through to Blighty. Wow, an ex-ruckman as son's filling coach, which is a rarity in the AFL. Cheers for Milo. Yeah, and Gambia. Gambia, yeah, good, good man, Milo. So, yeah, it is. John Nichols, I reckon, was the last one coached a premiership in 1972 as a ruckman. And Rob from Berry, Good day, Wildo and the Messiah, relaxing with the family in Moonta Bay at the shack with a fire cranking. 
Maybe Don Pike for the Suns. He was good at the Crows and got to the big dance. Hardwick won't coach the Suns. And Ken will stay at the port. Cheers from Robbie from Berry. What a great spot Berry is too. That was my first ever footy trip as a kid. Was to it? To Berry with Woodville Colts. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So coming up, it says Kane Farrell's having a great year. Yep. Most of their defence are. And Brett Phillips on Wimbledon. Ken Novak Djokovic Ooh, win yet another title. Yes. You know what? I think he can. Oh, so do I. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Time now for Lost in the Wash, thanks to Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and winter workwear. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Yeah, talking goal of the year, what constitutes goal of the year? Malcolm, you kicked a lot of fantastic goals and marks, but I was thinking we see a lot of lucky kicks you know, fall off the side as they're pushed on the boundary to go through for a goal, but I think it has to be more than that. If it's a best goal of the year, you have to do a little bit of work before, maybe a bit during, and then finish it off. You were actually on the panel, weren't you, for both goal of the year and mark of the year? Yeah, just going to the mark, I always went for the highest one. Not the bloke running back with courage, we know that. I've I've seen a lot where they could have drastically hurt even a teammate by not looking. I don't think that's a great mark. Like a mark. Jonathan Brown yeah, or Nick, Nick Rebold. Yeah, look, mate, they could have done some yeah. awful damage. I I always shuddered when I see that, but I didn't vote for that. And I always thought the highest mark was the one that we should be promoting. Yeah. And I always did when I was on the panel. Don't Get, disagree yep. with that. Now, um, the goal. Goal of the year is interesting. I mean, there's some lucky ones, as you've mentioned. But I always thought it was the brilliance. The brilliance of the movement or the kick. Both the better. And the other way of getting it, of course, is the absolute drama at the end of a game. Absolute drama. You know, say someone was 70 metres out oh, and you might have been five no points do down. That. No one could do I, that. I, I know you can't, David, but to someone kick a 75-metre torpedo after the siren at Prince's Park a number of years ago, playing for North Melbourne they against did. Carlton, oh, you'd have to say... Well, if that, that wasn't was, goal of the year, oh, I don't know what, what was. was what, well, how could it about, have been? What about a, the two that come to mind for me are the Eddie Betts one, um, northern end, left half forward flank, he stopped the ball on the boundary line, got round two plays, yeah, picked it up, and did a left, side, uh, left foot check, uh, left foot screwy. Now, that to me is unbelievable goal. And yeah. also the Franklin, where he ran, I don't know, four or five bounce and Carl Hooker chasing him and then kicking a 60 metre goal. See, that's brilliance. But also, don't forget that Eddie Betts one. I got dragged off by the great Ron Barassi at Arden Street one day. I kicked about a 40 metre left foot check side on the wrong side, boundary line. Taken off. Taken off. He said it should have centred it. No one was there, David. So only if Eddie Betts knew there was no one in the goal square do you say that's the brilliant goal. And Eddie, we know, is a, is a team player. Gives out perhaps more than he kicks. So And only Eddie can do that. That's what I think. Um, you do like the Ashcroft one, though, where he picked oh, it up yeah. and almost kicked it out. You did that to me in my last game, so I don't count that goal against me. Don't but you? Not when you're going for ruck. What, what? I'm waiting for the, the crumbs. you Took it over Big Mike Parsons, bless his soul. He's not alive anymore, but kick the goal. Why would you let me jump up if you're my opponent? What were you doing being the ruck? Well, just filling in. So, getting back to that, absolute drama or 
Absolute brilliance. I like it. So right now, right here, the Ashcroft one for you. Just is a mile in front. Not what about the Jamie Elliott one? Where oh, you... that, hang on. That is clever. clever. So what you're going to have to do is brilliance versus clever. cleverness. And being on the panel, that's where you have a panel, you debate it, and then in the end, you know what we'll do? They'll make a decision. Mm. Yeah, and I you like, know what? I think we should decide that too. So the highest point, Mark? No doubt it. about that. So you've got to stand on the top of a pack. Yep. I think that is brilliant. Glad that got that off my chest. So, but I don't mind that. Whoever kicked that 75-metre goal after so on, that's probably worthy. It was number 15 for North Melbourne, I believe, okay. at the time. Let me work out who that was. Up next, Port Adelaide's Kane Farrell. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, time now, Malcolm, to talk Port Adelaide. Aren't they doing well? Port Adelaide 13 on the trot. Everybody's playing well for tyre power. Winter safety sale on now 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power, get your free five minute safety check. Port Adelaide in red hot form. They've got some elite kicks in their team, and particularly in the back line. We're joined by one now who's playing super footy, Kane Farrell. Kane, thanks for your time and uh, congratulations so far. What a season. Must be a nice place at Albert at the moment. Uh, yeah, good day, guys. It's, uh, it's a pretty nice place to be at the moment. Um, obviously, everyone plays footy to win, and we've been able to do that 13 times in a row. So the footy club at the moment. Uh, the vibe and everything around it's going pretty well. So hopefully we can continue that for a few more weeks. It's great to see Port, even when you're not playing at your absolute best, you're never out of the game. We've seen you down by a couple of goals uh, in a few games this year and you, you back yourself when your fitness, your third quarters are generally good and you, you run home okay. So uh, maybe the games you lost last year closely, you, you've won all those. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Last year we lost. Um, we would have lost majority of these games we've been in this year. So it's good. On, good to be on the winning side of it all. And um, no, it's, it's just a credit to our playing group and our mindset going into the game. It doesn't matter what the score is. Everyone just wants to keep playing the same brand of footy we all want to play for four quarters of footy. It might not happen the whole time, but if we can just stick to wanting to do the right thing, it always seems to pay off. Kane, it is the greatest part of footy, isn't it? When you're winning like oh. this, the change rooms are a buzz. It is a great time to be alive and be involved in the game. Now, who's the noises in the change rooms? There's usually some loud mouth, some smarty. Who is it? Uh, you can't go past Zach Butters after a win. He's always up and <laughs> pretty rowdy. Is he? Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, there's always someone. Now, I, look, okay. Boy from Castlemaine, played for the Bendigo under-18s. You've played, you know, look today, 63 games. It goes quick, doesn't it? You're 24 now. You're right in the purple spot of your career, mate. Yeah, it does go pretty quick. It's, it still seems like I'm in my first few years at the club, but um, going on six years now. So um, have been here a while, and I feel like it's, it's starting to pay off all the work you put in on that now to be able to play a consistent brand of AFL footy, it's it's starting to all pay off and um, starting to hit some nice um, strides throughout my career, hopefully in the next few games as well. Where do you see the big difference? Um, Port Adelaide have been competitive. You made prelims recently and not such a great year last year, but you had injury. It seems like you're playing on a bit more and it seems like, as I said, I think you've got some of the best kicks, particularly in the, the back line now with... Yourself and McKenzie and Burton and Houston, uh, Dylan Williams as well. Uh, you just seem to have a lot of confidence to be able to hit a man and, and then go forward. Yeah, that's it. We, we strive with our back line with able to set up our ball movement. So, as you said, myself, Houston, um, Bergman, 
uh, Williams. So to set us up off half back and, and get our offense going, it's it's always nice to, to go coast to coast. It might not happen all the time, but um, <laughs> to be able to challenge the defense um, with every play we do to play fast footy and exciting brand of footy, um, it's always nice when it comes off. But that's that's our goal. That's our aim to play that exciting brand of footy so the fans enjoy it as well and we also enjoy kicking goals so if we can kick more goals you enjoy footy a lot more Take us through half time last week we called the game on SEN and I thought Gold Coast were the better side they led by a goal maybe could have led by a couple more Lear did some some nice saves but you come in you get a talking to and you kick nine in the third quarter so what were your thoughts at half time what, what weren't you doing? Um, oh, we're just uh, fumbling the ball a bit more than we'd like to, and we was hand, probably over handballing the ball a little bit too much. We weren't quite getting it into our forwards so they can utilise their one-on-one contest as they have been in the past um, month and a half of footy. So, um, no, we, we just talked about going back to the basics and what we've been doing well for the last uh, 13 games and why we've been in this situation before and been able to get out of it. So, um, for everyone just to buy in and just keep playing their role and doing the right thing. Um, that was the main message, really. Now, Kane, did I just see you sneak around the back of someone from 55 metres out in that beautiful left foot and just pinch a goal for yourself? Did I see that last week? Was it... Yeah, last week. Yeah. I, was, I was lucky enough that I uh, got a little bit of time and space around that 50. So, um, no, it's always nice when, when they come off. Um, you don't get them too much as a backman. So when you can uh, get that bit of space outside of 50, it's always nice to let it go. I think they nominated too. Uh oh, Farrell's Farrell's lurking or something. I, th- I think I <laughs> bang Why got him. You? Oh, so you've kicked fifty goals, uh, forty goals too in your game. So that's good. I mean, nearly a goal a game from the position you play. It's great. Hey, now listen. What's your best position? I know you've played a few. You're settled in the back line right now. But do, do, you, uh, do you have any any eye on a on a midfield spot? Um, no, not really. I've played all my junior footy growing up down back so it's, it's my most comfortable position um, I feel like I know that role the best out of all the positions I've played and I feel more comfortable with the game in front of me so um, where I am at the moment I'm pretty set up in. Another thing they all talk about Butters and Rosie great players but guys like McEntee and and Pal Pepper and the, and even Darcy Byrne-Jones now is out of the back line the pressure they exert in the forward line is enormous and it just creates opportunities. I'd hate to have Power Pepper running at me, you know, from five or ten metres away, but he, he's been the real igniter for Port Adelaide. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what we, we strive as as a playing group is our, is our pressure and um, trying to get the ball off the opposition as fast as we can. So um, there's a lot of role players in our team and, and you've named them all there, which they, they might not get all the possessions and all the flashy stuff, but they do... Tremendous things and enormous things for us as a playing group. When you watch all the vision back, they're always there tackling, putting pressure on and turning the ball over for us. So um, uh, it, it's been great. And yeah, Peps has really drive the standard with that. You, uh, you've only lost the two games. I think your last game was early April, which seems months away and is months away. But is the competition a bit closer than it looks? You and Collingwood uh, well out from the rest. But, I mean, the Bombers took it right up to you in the wet. They could easily have won that with the few seconds ago we saw Sydney you know weeks and weeks ago St Kilda you've had a few close games do you think it's a little bit more even than perhaps the latter looks yeah it is so if, if we lost a couple of them games um, that were close ones we sit maybe a little bit more down on the ladder so um, you can't afford to really let your foot off the gas at the moment you've got to keep 
trying to push for winning as many games as you can and even the tight ones, you just got to push that a little bit harder because then four points at the end of the year become pretty big when the uh, ladder's this tight at the moment. Kane, David was just talking about some of the skill of the players in the team now, their kicking skills, which I think is the, the most important skill in the game, any other than the obvious, but who, who taught you to kick? I mean, you've got a beautiful kicking action. It's, it's a lovely technique. Someone must have showed you how um, to hold the ball, yeah. guide the ball down, follow through. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's probably it's mainly just um, my old man. He just always got a, a bigger footy in my hands at a young age, just going out and having a kick to kick with a um, full-size leather, leather footy when I was about 10 years old, and I could barely hold it. But um, just always growing up, having a bigger footy in hand, then you got to learn to kick it right. Um, so, no, he, he was always pushed me to go out and have a kick with him or go out and have a kick to kick with my brother. So um, just a lot of practice and a lot of uh, time spent on trying to perfect it. Now, if I line up uh, Farrell, Burton, Houston, McKenzie, and you have to have a kick-off, and we'll give you three three chances, who's the longest kick out of your lot? Uh, I think Trent would probably still have it just, maybe. Just? Moment, cause it's that cool, <laughs> but um, no, it'd be a tight one because everyone with their best kick and give everyone a pretty decent, decent chance of distance. Yeah, now another one who's done really, really well with David and I have been impressed with him. Uh, Jeremy Finlayson right. has become an almost a missing piece that a lot of teams don't have. Can play a bit forward, play a bit ruck, can play He's a harder man spot. up in there. Yeah, he's, it's just an, it's an odd one to try on you, but, but his form's been terrific. Yeah, it has. He's, he's that sort of player that can play wherever you need him at the time. So he can play... Yeah, that forward roll, he can go on the ruck and pinch it for a bit if he wants, or you can even put him down back if you want a bit more of a marking target down there to help support a lead. But, um, no, he's been tremendous and awesome for us. He, his off-field stuff, obviously everyone knows what's going on there, but what he does on field and that around the club, he, he just he really lightens the vibe up for everyone and he's always there with a smile on his face and he, you can just tell he's loving his footy at the moment. He looks a favourite too. He played his 100th game. He kicks goals and he 30-odd goals already. But I thought Port looked for him also for a couple of extra ones on the, the weekend. And, and when young Narkel kicks his first goal, as I mentioned the spirit when I introduced you, Kane. It just seems amazing. And, and Port Adelaide don't seem to lose players. You, you get a lot of players in and that's also remarkable. A lot of players leave clubs. So you talked about the spirit of the Alberton. It must be just a joy to go to training. Yeah, it is. You're always waking up and wanting to get the train and talk about something to all the boys because it's one big family at the moment. Everyone's buying into what you want to get out of the season, but everyone's always looking to do stuff on your day off together and just always be involved, which is it's a great vibe at the moment around the club. But just um, everyone's kind of buying in with everyone. There's no separated people or groups. So um, no, everyone's enjoying their footy at the moment. Talking about one of those players that's come to the club, he's just... He appears to have blended in nicely. Jason Horn Francis, you know, we know number one pick. We know North Melbourne. We know the story. But he just seems to fit it in nice into the group, fit it in nicely into the midfield, slightly different to all the rest. He actually does give you something. How's he going about the club? Obviously, he'd be enjoying it. But is he a quiet lad or does he talk? Where's he sit in the club? Um, no, he's, he's always got a little bit of stuff to say. He's a, he's a little bit lippy around a few boys. No, he's always a bit... Uh, trying to get on everyone's nerves and that. You can just tell he's just loving life at the moment, being, being back home and around his family. And um, no, he's, he's really come out of his shell um, since getting to the club. He was a little bit shy at the start, which you, which you know that would always happen. But 
he's made a lot of great mates and you can just tell he's just loving his footy and off-field as well. Modern day footy so hard. Um, I reckon it's as fast as I've ever seen it. And players must have continual niggles. You've had an ACL, but you're playing regular football now. And we've seen Lysette have to go out being sore and uh, things happening to his knee. How often do you feel 100% Kane? Is there any time or is there always something, oh, gee, the ankle or knee's a little bit sore, my back's a bit stiff. Um, what's it like? Um, yeah, you're never really feeling 100% throughout the season. It's obviously the, the game we play, um, it's hard to stay fresh with all the contests and the running we do. But um, no, there's always niggles and that going into games. But by the time you warm up and you get all the adrenaline going, you, you forget about them and you just start playing footy again. So um, you're always quite sore throughout the week this time of year. But um, by the time game day comes, you're generally about 80 90% right to go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you look after yourself now too. The other thing is, uh, you've got a president now who's uh, he's, he's lost his J time job or given it up. David Koch is he annoying everyone around the club? Have you seeing him more often, or is he just still doing the same sort of stuff? Uh, he's slowly filtering back in. He's come around probably once or twice since. Um, he's not he's not too annoying at the moment, but I reckon uh, if he starts rocking up, there'll be a few things said from Kenny maybe. It's <laughs> good. Uh, but I try to keep it how it's all working at the moment because everything seems to be going pretty good. Now, this is not your role, but I'm going to ask you anyhow. Lysette, uh, we've mentioned, Hayes, Tickle, and Vincenti. How do you say that? Yeah, Vin... Dante. 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 They're yep. four big blokes. You've got to get one of them up and running short. I know Lysette's probably first pick, but at the moment, the other three are sort of hanging around the place, aren't they? Yeah, they are, which... It's great when you've got depth like that at the footy club and um, a couple of them boys can play multiple positions as well. So uh, Bryn and um, Dante, they, they can go up forward if they need. So can Sam Hayes and um, we know what Scooter can do. Everyone's seen that. So um, nah, there is a lot of depth with our rucks and um, so it just makes it even harder for them to keep playing great footy and um, doing their best game day so they keep their spot. So um, we'll have to see what happens this weekend. I'm not too sure what's going to happen. Now, Madrusa Sam Fantasia just told me it's he's a Vincentini. Yeah. yeah, get it yeah. right, Matthew. Come on, <laughs> come on, get it right. Hey, uh, um, just in closing, too, you don't like to see anyone injured, and Trent McKenzie's played some super footy, but it'd be really pleasing if Tom Jonas gets a, another go. He's your spiritual leader. He's been there for the last decade, the good and the bad and the ugly, and I'm sure if Tom gets a chance, he'll take it with both hands. And uh, hopefully, Tom's a like for like this week. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd, that's probably the obvious replacement for Trent. Um, him, he's just been obviously out of luck, out of the side, but um, he's been um, huge for us off the field. He's been driving standards still at training and making everyone better and always getting everyone up and about for game day. Even when he's not running out there with us, he's always trying to do his part and play his part. So um, he'll be hoping he's out there this week and he'll be putting everything forward to show what we've been missing from yeah. Tom. So hopefully he goes out there and he just gives it his all. Massive game against Carlton. We're loving what you're doing. We're loving what Port Adelaide are doing, playing exciting footy. All the best, Kane. Keep the good work and uh, as you charge towards the finals. I uh, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Kane Farrell there playing some good footy. I spoke about the players that... Never leave. It reminds me of that song, Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. They just don't have any players sung leaving. By, sung by the Eagles. It was the Eagles. They're different to the Magpies, of course. The Eagles. Or the Fowl. Not yeah, West Coast yeah. Eagles. Eagles but no. Isn't it 
I mean, Bergman, we thought maybe, yeah, maybe going. going yeah. No, he signed. Well, um, when you're playing, when you're sniffing at it, now, okay, last year wasn't great, but they actually finished off better. Five in a row to start with, it was no good. But, I mean, right now, why would you want to leave? Play no, Adelaide? but it, it, even in their dark times in recent years, not many good players have gone. Have sought, maybe they've traded the couple out, which they yep. didn't want. Yeah. I remember Nick Stevens was one. I mean, Carl Amon, Chad Wingard, but they got, hey, they got a lot back Ooh, for that. Did they get ever? That was a, a pretty cool. smart trade. But yeah. Kane Farrell, he's, now his knees right, playing super footy. He is. Big left leg. Yeah, he's left leg. He's a beautiful kid. Yeah, guess there. Port Adelaide's Kane Farrell. Sports Day SA. I get knocked down, I get On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, from Kane Farrell to Brett Phillips, a Wimbledon quarterfinal starts tonight on Stan Sport. Watch every match ad free. Centre Court in 4K and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.Tennis. So, welcome, Brett. Uh, big game, Brett. Alcaraz versus Holgaroon, the one you're looking forward to. Yeah, can't wait, uh, Dave and, and Blight. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to see these two go head-to-head in the pros, best of five at a major. And, you know, both have come through the juniors together. Uh, they've met, what, just once. Uh, that was in Paris last year at the Masters 1000. But uh, Elkaraz had to retire in that match with the abdominal issue, which then he went on to miss the Australian summer. And they met one of the next-gen finals, I think, the year before in the abbreviated scoring format. But this is... Yeah, best of five. And look, all the, the focus, no doubt, has been on Carlos because he has got the world number one and he has won a slam. So they're the two things that Holger hasn't been able to do just yet. But he's not that far behind. And what people are going to see tonight is two guys playing with a lot of energy who can play any shot in the book. Uh, both will do it with a smile on their face and there'll be some exchanges yeah. that'll, uh, that'll blow us away tonight. So the level's going to be pretty high. You mentioned both haven't played a lot on grass, but has Alcaraz probably played a few more games than Ruin? Yeah, probably a few. I mean, coming in, I think Carlos had won, what, four matches at Wimbledon. Holger hadn't won a match at Wimbledon. So it's been a breakthrough for Runa. And yeah, I think just coming from his part of the world uh, in Denmark, um, I don't know if there's a grass court in Denmark, a bit like Kasper Ruud in Norway, uh, he suffered playing at Wimbledon, whereas Carlos has had a, a little bit more exposure um, with uh, some of the grass courts in Mallorca that have been uh, set up. But, I mean, these two guys, they're so talented. They, they just find a way to, you know, adapt their their technique to play on all surfaces. So, yeah, the future of men's tennis, uh, a little taster at Grand Slam level tonight. Brett, I'm interested that all those winners took four sets. I mean, no one's just got worn out there and just blown the other one away. It's actually been a fight. The game, the games are a fight with, with these last group playing shortly. Yeah, which is why Wimbledon's probably got to change their uh, 1.30 start time on uh, on Centre Corp. I, I think I feel like there's a wave there that might get them to uh, relinquish from that tradition because otherwise we can be bumping into the curfew and having to have matches completed the next day because the matches are going longer. It's more physical. Uh, there's momentum shifts. And, you know, we saw certainly with the women last night, you know, Igor Sviontek going down, Alina Svitolina, great story. Uh, you know, Jessica Zagula going down in three sets. Uh, you know, Djokovic dropped a set, but we know he restored things pretty quickly. And, you know, it's wrapped for Yannick Sinner, the Italian, to get through mm. to have another crack at Novak. Uh, quarterfinal last year, and, you know, Sinner, Sinner led Novak two sets to love. Uh, but the Darren Cale effect, 12 months on, I think he'll be mm. primed to have another tilt at the Joker uh, in a place where he hasn't lost uh, in a decade. Brett Phillips, our guest. Brett, uh, Djokovic seems to get better 
the deeper he goes into the tournament. Sometimes early, yeah, he goes out there. You know he's going to win, but not his best tennis, but often saves his best for last. Dave, look what happens last night. So Rublev wins the first, played at a really good level. He took it up to Novak. In the space of about three minutes, Novak breaks. In the blink of an eye, he's two love up. In 20-odd minutes, he's won the set 6-1 and neutralised the game. And then uh, Rublev had one little opportunity at 15.40 to go two love up in the third. That might have changed the game a little bit. He snuffs it out, Djokovic, and the rest is history. I mean, he just he gives you one little window. If you don't take advantage of it, he just goes to work yeah. and he's, uh, he's full skill set. He's on display. Fabulous, Brett. Have a good night tonight. Watching a, what should be a terrific match. Pleasure, gents. Good to chat. Brett Phillips here. Wimbledon now streaming on Stan Sport. Uh, watch every match at free centre court in 4K. Um, tonight's game, it's a dead rubber. Don't like dead rubbers, but often the, the team that's up 2-0 lose the third one. Are you sticking with Queensland? Yeah, I am, David. Um, yeah, the, uh, the NRL, the last of the state of origins. It's a great series, isn't it? I mean, everyone watches it. Yeah, I hope New South Wales can actually get up and win a game because they've been awful. That's just about it for us again. Malcolm, go home, have a glass of red, watch the State of Origin, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Only shorten show tomorrow for half an hour. Yes, indeed. See you later. Bye, David. <laughs> Bye. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.